As we continue in Holy Week this morning, we read in Luke, starting in chapter 20, we went through most of, or all of, chapter 21. Uh, But the few verses I want to key on for our devotion this morning is what Jesus says in chapter 20, verses 41 through 44. Jesus says, but he said to them, how can they say that the Christ is David's son? For David himself says in the book of Psalms, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. David thus calls him Lord. So how is he his son? In the Jewish mind, the greatest king that had ever lived was David. And so they were waiting for a king who would be like David. They were waiting for a king that would be in the mold of David. And they look back at all that David had done, victory in war after war. He had conquered nations by the sword. He had uh, produced a son who had all this wisdom and gave them all this physical wealth. And so he brought a very physical, a very wealthy and prosperous nation. And it's the greatest thing they could imagine. Their human minds, it was the greatest thing they could imagine, is what they read about in the kingdom of David and the one that he handed down to his son Solomon. So in the Israelite mind, they were saying, yeah, give us another one of those. Give us David's son, one like David. But Jesus blows their mind here. He says, why are you waiting for another one like David in his mold? Don't you know what David was looking for? Don't you know what David was anticipating? And he goes back and he quotes, this is from Psalm 110. It's one of the most quoted Psalms in the New Testament because it's a messianic Psalm. It's David after he had received the promise from God that there would always be a king from his line on the throne. It's David through the Holy Spirit looking forward to who this king was going to be. And David realizes that this king who's coming is greater than he had ever been or greater than he could ever hope to be. Because he says, the Lord, that's God. David says, God said to my Lord. And he's talking about this coming Messiah. So Jesus is saying, listen, David understood this. David understood that the Messiah to come would be way greater than he was. So if you're waiting on one like David, that's good. But the Messiah is going to be greater than David. The the Messiah, whatever kingdom David had, the Messiah is going to blow that kingdom out of the water. Jesus is saying, you're thinking too small. You are thinking too small. What I have come to bring is so much grander than what David did. You get a picture of this through the rest of our reading. He tells, he warns them about the religious leaders who are all about the physical. They're all about uh, praise in this world and they're all about wealth in this world. And then he praises the widow who comes and drops in two coins Uh, And he says, she has given more than all of these wealthy people because she gave all that she had. 
And this gives us a glimpse of the kingdom that Jesus has come to bring. Jesus hasn't come to bring physical wealth. He hasn't come to bring a kingdom of physical prosperity. Jesus has come to bring a kingdom that changes the heart. And the reason that David looks at him and says, my Lord, is because he sees a king that would come and actually turn the hearts of God's people forever to God. And David doesn't see a king who would physically dominate the nations. He sees a king who would turn the hearts of the nations to their God so that the nations would come and give everything that they have to him. How great is Jesus? This is exactly what Jesus has done. Jesus, the Lord of David, not just the son of David, but the Lord of David, has turned the hearts of the remnants of Israel into true worshipers. And now he's reaching out to the nations. And even now, through us, is reaching out to the nations to draw people's hearts to God, where we're now giving him everything that we have. Let's praise him this morning and let's ask him to continue to work this kingdom in us. Jesus, you are great. You are greater than anything that we could imagine. God, I ask for help. As we think about your kingdom and what it should look like in the world, please prevent us from putting you in a box. Please keep us from doing what the Jews did by, saying, by trying to think that we know exactly uh, what your kingdom looks like. God, and I pray that we would always sit in awe and in wonder and in worship uh, at the feet of Jesus because we realize that he is so much greater than anything that we can imagine. Thank you for the kingdom that you've brought, Jesus. Thank you that it's not a kingdom uh, just like David or, or after the mold of David, but thank you for it. That it is a kingdom that breaks the mold, that is changing hearts. Lord, that is not about one place and one time, but it's across all nations. It's not just for one people, it's for all nations who are coming into a relationship with the Father through your work in our lives. Thank you for pouring your spirit out on us and changing our hearts. Thank you for placing us in you in a relationship with God so that we can have access to him and so that we could all press into the Holy of Holies through you. Thank you for the forgiveness that you've given us and thank you for the changed hearts that you've given us. Please continue to grow your kingdom through us. Make us like the widow. Make us like the apostles who laid their lives down because they realized how good you are. And we realize the love that you have for us. And that makes us love you with everything that we have. Thank you for your kingdom, Jesus. Thank you for the king that you are. We praise you this Easter week in Jesus' name. Amen.